Welcome back to the Extra Time Podcast. Today I am joined by Evan Preto, a regular fixture on the podcast. Evan, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. So, um, Evan went golfing today. He betrayed he betrayed our sport, which we talk about on this podcast. How was it, Bale? Mr. Gareth Bale? No regrets. No regrets? Uh, well... Yeah. Oh. Speaking of uh, Bale, we got some transfers today. Why did you, you say I missed Gareth Bale? Because don't you remember the like Golf Madrid or was it Golf Wales Madrid in that order flag when he did that? He, had, he after oh, no. like winning a game with Wales, some fan like gave him a flag that that said like Golf. Wales Madrid in that order or maybe it was Wales Golf Madrid or something and and he like held it up and and was like laughing and stuff Jeez. yeah and they found it quite disrespectful plus he just plays a lot of golf I'm pretty sure um I yeah so we don't have Bale in this list of of transfers although maybe we could talk even about that as well because he He's linked to Newcastle, I believe, among, like, a, his, like, yeah, there's so many things we can talk about with New, Newcastle. It's just ridiculous, really. Like, uh, they're being That's, linked with he's everyone. Already, he's already way past his prime anyways, like, it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, as a, as a player who relies on pace and stuff, but he's still good anyways. Um, so, I just want to start off with some properties of how the the transfer market could look the post-covid right so you see people talking about like swap deals being more prevalent this summer instead of like cash deals and i have my own opinion on this but i want to know what do you think about about that that statement about well i don't know I've, we've kind of seen uh swap deals happen more frequently than they have in the past even like in the last year or so with like i don't know i'm trying to think of examples but i wasn't Iguain involved in a couple of them with like Benucci going to milan and Iguain or i don't know that mixed up was that a swap i don't think that was a swap deal because Iguain went on loan that was a thing that was a thing because uh was i think you yeah, Juve was getting back uh, Bonucci, and Iguain was sent to Milan last year. Yeah, know. but was it was but, it, it was a swap, but it wasn't like a straight swap for as in like a transfer, and then you know his ites were were like owned. It was kind of like a loan. It was a part of a a loan deal. So like, um, but it's it, got to be like a straight transfer swap, which is like actually a rarity kind of. Like you see them, like you see them being, uh, you know, touted in the media all the time, right? Like, like pe- people talk about, you know, this player is going to be swapped for for X player all the time. But I never, like, it's. I think they're a lot rarer than people actually think, right? Like because, you, as you know, in North American sports, like swap deals are, like players just swap right in most or is it in basketball right well, for the most part they trade 
yeah, that's actually like that's actually like all of the North American sports leagues, like the NFL, the NHL, the NBA. They have they have like usually. Well, the thing with so- soccer is that usually um, player contracts they don't necessarily uh, run out, so you rarely see players become free agents. You see like players restruct- restructuring their deals, so like Ronaldo will be coming up. I'm not. Well, I don't know when he's coming up, but just for example, like a player like Ronaldo, he'll have a contract come up in let's say 2022 and then he'll extend like he did that many times with real madrid where every year you know they'll give him a raise and he extends for like the max five years usually like the soccer standard deal is like five years sometimes we we've seen seven and some rare instances insanely long yeah but uh but with with uh the north american sports leagues like the nfl nhl nba player contracts like they never get renegotiated once a player is signed especially in the nhl like that player is held at held to unless both parties mutually agree to part ways, which is very rare, or if the player is, like, bought out. And anyways, so, like, basically the other way, the only way that he gets moved um, without being bought out or without being a free agent, which free agency is, like, it's a big thing every year in all these sports leagues. They call it, like, there's a frenzy for it, right? And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's basically essentially how they, how they get moved. What was, I, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. They get moved through trades other than that. Can I ask, uh, you said bought out. Like, of, uh, like I know more about soccer than about North American sports. I know a little bit. But in terms of being bought out, like, uh, is that like they have a release clause? No. Or is it like the clubs agree a fee? Or the, the teams agree a fee? Sorry. No. Neither. Uh, neither. Well, like, I guess, I don't know, in soccer, like, uh, release clauses like if that's like usually put in place at the player's request that if they want to leave that like a team that's willing to purchase them is like willing to purchase like has like for instance like if a player has an 80 million release clause um like the team that owns his currently owns his rights is is not like they like the, if another team offers that up they have to let him go basically yeah like um, neymar with pia who you yeah. know they put in the the 200 million euro clause and they're like yeah no one's gonna pay this and surely enough someone did did actually pay that um usually it's not it's not really the teams i want to negotiate that and usually it's the players but no a buyout in in these in like uh, the north american sports leagues it's usually like in the case of you see them most i'd say mostly in the nhl and nba and it's usually like 90% of the time because the player's not living up to his expectations and he's not performing his contract. So then it makes like, if he's on like a terrible contract, um, the team can't just release him. Like they're kind of, because there's a salary cap and it's a, and it, you know, it's a whole yeah, money. It, it'd have to make like, fin- it, sometimes it makes financial sense for them to buy it out. So I know in the NHL, um, there's a lot of different terms. Like if a player was signed after he's 35, he can't be bought out. Or if he is bought out, there's no, effective um like uh financial savings like received Mm -hmm. from buying him out usually so usually buyouts happen in the nhl it's for like financial reasons to like save money so like if you have a player that's making five million dollars a year on a five-year contract so five 25 million dollar contract and uh two years into that deal he's got three years left at five million and he's just performing like a fucking five hundred thousand dollar hockey player like replacement level um Mm -hmm then it sometimes would make more financial sense for like the team to be like, all right, we'll buy you out and 
buyouts over like six years and depending on the terms and how long he's been with the team and you know it, they'll pay a fraction of uh, of what the original contract was yeah i believe that's also they do that in soccer but they they definitely do that with managers i think they have to pay like the yeah. their full their full uh, like length of contract yeah they just cause that they just call that like that's usually that's just the release of a yeah of they a, just call it like a severance same, package same thing or something with, same thing with uh yeah same thing with like nhl coaches like i'm pretty sure they get they get paid in full if when they're fired but uh, the nfl is kind of crazy because they don't have guaranteed contracts like they do in the NHL and the NBA. So, like, for instance, if, like, you have a star quarterback and you sign him to, like, a five-year, $30 million a year contract, mm-hmm. so that's, what, $120, $150 million? Um, you could say, okay, so the total value of the, is the contract is $150 million over five years, but only $80, $80 million of that is guaranteed. And then the rest of it is, like, will be based on, like, incentives or um i don't know basically if the player's still around right if they because then it and then basically like these teams like the nfl is pretty ruthless they can just release players it's not really player yeah. friendly yeah i've heard a few stories coming out of like that league about like the, the sudden releases and things such as this but just to bring it back um did you say you thought swap deals would be more prevalent this summer, or or do you think it'll just be as it was, like you'd see um, in past summers, like like we won't really see a change in the number? No, I, just, I think you're, you're probably going to see a change. I mean, it's I don't know when the transfer window really will will be, but um, I'd, I'll say this: like, who knows what player activity will be like? Like overall, player activity might be down in terms of movement but but i think we'll see a greater percentage of swap deals than straight like purchases like for money um greater percentage of that just because i don't know teams are gonna have to find ways to be creative like it's not just the poor teams who won't be you know won't be able to survive this it's also like a lot of these rich teams who rely on these sources of revenues they rely on you know sponsorships and um, fans in the stands and concessions and all sources of revenue that and are the kind biggest of, the biggest one being tv revenue yeah. of course and and so you obviously they have made and a lot of the you know how like how much debt a lot of these teams are in i saw the other day some story of like man united being approved for like some 190 or 150 million dollar loan i don't know if you heard, heard about that yeah they have a huge amount of debt accumulated by the glazer family who owns yeah. them so and they're considered one of the rich teams, right? Like one of the teams with the biggest transfer budgets uh, in the game. And like so, I think it's not only like the the teams that are like, you know, bottom of the table, like the so-called poor teams. It's also like the rich teams because these rich teams have huge payrolls, right? In terms of like what the players on their rosters, and it's it's kind of interesting. I don't know if they've have have players like discussed pay cuts because of this whole COVID thing. So basically. A number of clubs, the players' um, association, like they have a like their own representative body, the PFA, um, and they they represent the the all of the players in the league, and they have basically been telling the players don't take a pay cut. 
They've been yeah. telling them, don't take a pay cut because, uh, you know, the owners are rich. Like, you don't yeah. have to take a pay cut. And, and, like, if the owners aren't taking a pay cut, don't do that. And, and meanwhile, there a lot of these clubs are furloughing their staff, right? Like, they're, they're uh, putting them on employment insurance or whatever you want to call it. And, and uh, I find that a bit ridiculous. But, but it's kind of... I believe that even a club like Arsenal, there was, like, everyone... There, it, I think it was around everyone, but, like, one or two players agreed to... The, to actually doing the wage cuts, I want to like, like there, there's so many reasons why a player would and wouldn't take a wage cut though. If, like, you know, if, you know, I hate to say it, but it, it's understandable why a player wouldn't accept a wage cut from a, you know, like a huge club when they, their, their owner, like take Tottenham for example. I believe their owner um, Daniel Levy is. He he's one of the highest paid like uh, club owners in the game. Uh, he takes home a massive amount of money. I'm not quite sure exactly how much it is, but it's in it, it may be around. It's in between like seven to twelve million around there, which is like massive. Um, yeah. And I don't think I'm not sure, but I I don't think he took a pay cut. Like he may have inadvertently taken a pay cut because of the value of things dropped but like he i don't think he is accepting a lesser salary yet he furloughed all of the like game day staff you know all the non-playing non-coaching staff immediately but then they they kind of brought them back um so yeah the whole situation there is very confusing like who's taking a pay cut I think I think a lot of clubs also haven't announced it, so we'll we'll be seeing these uh, these reports probably post lockdown. And then also on that note, the the con- contractual situation right now is is a mess. Like you know, you have players like we were talking about with free agencies, players who are running out of contract now. Like this this in June is when you see players. Players' contracts end in June normally, right? So, uh, yeah, it, I, I guess, like, what if you just want to keep a player until the season ends, but you, you know, you don't really, like, I get, but the player doesn't want to play for you. They want to move, right? So, I like, guess you sign, like, a one-month contract? Well, we, yeah, you know, you, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know how that would work out. Maybe they just extend it so, like, you know the players' contract. It wasn't until June first. It was like until the end of the year, like end of the season, basically. Like I know in um, like in the NBA, like there's uh, like Fred Van Vliet has kind of I don't know. I think he says he wants to play, but like he's kind of an in an in an interesting situation because uh, he's a pending free agent and he's like set for a big payday, right? But this and I think NBA free agency is like beginning of july like maybe even july 1st um but you know basically he's putting himself at risk like what's not to say that he goes out there when they resume in the summer and you know completely just breaks an ankle or just suffers some horrific injury that could you know derail his his yeah a day exactly yeah it's just the, it's so unprecedented that I just don't. I'm not sure what we'll see in terms of contracts. 
and and player movement and, and things like this. So, yeah, I, I think we're just going to have to see where that shakes out, right? So another thing in terms of economics, like in any area of life during an economic or financial downturn such as this, like if you were a club, if you have money and little to no debt, you have leverage, right? Like even just in life, if you if you have no debt right now and and uh, and you have money, you have leverage. You have the ability to say no to things. You have the ability to to do things that you that you want to do and and make purchases that you want. And that's the same with a club. So um, you, I'm interested to see what players will be picked up off of like clubs that need the money you know that that need the money badly right like cuz we know these teams can go to the wall they they're not run very financially soundly they 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 need a steady stream of of revenue to to stay afloat so just off the top of your head can you think of any players that are you know maybe playing on a smaller team that need may need money more that are, could just get absolutely like pilfered for for nothing just this summer because i think i i, I think i may have a few in mind who do you have if you i was thinking someone like uh i've been seeing this rumor lately alex tellis out of porto i've been seeing mm-hmm. rumors for for him for a long time and now he's 27 he's getting a bit older and it's 27 is typically the age where it's like now or never where you get your big move right and yeah. i think the portuguese league there's not as much money right so i think that honestly he could he could get picked up for like a 25 million dollar fee or not dollar euro fee yeah i saw that i remember yeah is is there anyone that you that comes comes to mind for you even off like you know just some because i i was also thinking of uh some italian players right or not italian players but players from the italian league such as i was thinking of some some lazio players would who would actually be like a like a milinkovic savic i feel like i feel like italian teams are also the you know the tv revenue is not as much there, I feel like a Milinkovic Savage could get picked up. How much money does a team like Leicester have? They're they're loaded. Yeah. I, Leicester was the first one I thought of because of I was thinking of specifically Ben Chilwell because he had a he's had a down year so far and he's like a he's a he's a good left back like his talents didn't just go away overnight but he's had a down year this year plus the market is has fallen. So I was kind of thinking of a Ben Chilwell, perhaps. But yeah, Leicester City, that was the... It's interesting. That's the first place my mind went as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they would be that loaded, but I guess not. I guess they'd, they'd, be, they'd be okay. Because, yeah, they've got a couple fullbacks that even Ricardo Pereira would be another one. That Definitely. They could probably somebody could pick them up on the cheap if they were cash desperate. Mm-hmm. 
I think the best purchase out of Leicester that a big club could make would be Wilfred Ndidi, though. He's uh, 23, 24, I believe. Or he may even be 22. It, around that, that age. And this guy just eats up the ground. Like, he... Just insane, insane tackles and interceptions. And, yeah, he's just a workhorse, this guy. He reminds me of, like, a, a Conte kind of player. I'm trying to, like, think of players in... Uh... In like the Portuguese league, like I don't know. I guess like, you can only. I don't think sport. Like I would have like the a perfect answer to this would have been like Bruno Fernandez, but he'd he's already been purchased a few months ago by Man United because he he's someone who is kind of like similar to Telles. He's I don't know if he's getting to that age. He's not 27. I think he's more like 24. If I'm not mistaken. I but, think he's 26 ish or 25, isn't he? Check. I could have sworn uh, he was a little bit older. He's actually 25, going on 26. Mm. In a few in in September, he's turning okay. 26. Um, but he's the kind of player I I think I even now that you mention it, I think I I saw a headline somewhere that read like I don't know if it was coming from a Man United source or like a Sporting source, but essentially that had he been sold after COVID? Like, had they not sold him at the time? Like, he would have been sold for half yeah. of, of what he of what he got just because of, you know, the whole situation. Like, Sporting would have been desperate. And, yeah, so they were lucky to offload him when they did. Mind you, they didn't even, like, given his potential and how, like, well he came, albeit a small sample size, like, it wasn't that they didn't pay balls through the wall for him considering what's going on in the market right now like the prices Indeed. we've seen with players in the last year or two yeah i agree men you would probably be a little bit annoyed <laughs> that that they did just buy a very expensive player right before this but who knows men united are also not great yeah. at doing business in that in on yeah. the player side so but even then it's like it's not like that drastic like what did he sell i don't i don't know i know forget the dollar term he sold for and i don't know if it's in dollars or euros but it was like 50 or 60 million Probably pounds pounds okay anyway so it's like it's it, it could have been a lot worse if the player was like like a neymar or mbappe type and a club was purchasing him for like you know upwards of 200 million yeah and that would be a little bit nuts this i think you can kind of it's not yeah, ideal for them, but you know they're still. At the end of the day, you're still getting a good player, and he's probably, like, COVID aside, he's probably worth more, and he's increased his value. If any, you know. Yeah, you could definitely stomach that uh, that outcome there. Also, um, I wanted to ask what what do you think like the first like high profile uh, transfer of the summer. What do you think uh, the effect of that will be on the on the entire market? If it's you kinda, think it's gonna be it's gonna be like a placesetter. That's gonna be kind of the like the benchmark. It's gonna set the tone for the market. I know you, you kind of see that every year, anyways. Like I know this is a unique unique situation with the market, but you see that in all leagues all the time. Even like in North American leagues. Um, you, kind of the first you kind of I know a lot of players like wait for like 
in the NHL, like when there's a big fish free agent, a lot of players that are like, you know, second or third on the most touted free agents list, they yeah. want to wait until that first guy signs because he's going to set the bar high for the rest of them to, to kick in on. Because usually what you, what you see in, and it's probably the same in soccer, is is uh, like usually in the NHL, like the, it's not the same thing in soccer, but I, I, what, I guess what's the same thing in soccer is that it's a lot there's not a lot of value bias usually like the bigger deals for bigger name players there's the buying team always pays a premium right you rarely ever see the team the selling teams like if you let's if you want to base it off like their their transfer market value you rarely ever see a player go for that you always see him go for more than that right mm. so oh yeah and, and on the what i'll say about the like, nhl is that as someone in free agency, bought, players I'm usually hit free agency at, like, you know, age 28 or later. So you, they're usually, yeah. like, just exiting their yes. prime, and usually they're coming but off career years. That's like you and got, usually you the, really the, the biggest dollars handed out to Almost. free agents is, is uh, you know, I'm not it, it always ends I'm not up being a mistake because they're always overvalued. There's teams thinking, I've got this free player. I don't have to give up anything but money for them, right? I can just, I don't have to give up anybody off my roster for them. And, I don't like there's kind of, like, a, a well-known saying yeah. that you know the best GMs, the best managers on uh, on free agent yeah, days are the ones that keep their four in their pockets. Like not low four. That's so I'm not buying. Four. Yeah, to answer your question, it'll be that's like the first deal you, you see yeah, will kind of be on a set of president yeah. for the I'd for the rest I'd of the deals for sure. You do. You will. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that one. It's yeah, but that's because that was fucking. It's going to be interesting to see not only which player no, moves first, like in terms of high profile names, but people panic. You know if like you know how much of a hit has the price taken? If at all, hitting nine hundred had nothing. It's actually possible that yeah, it was if Tesla there is a no, they had one big at, call. like a they had big good, name like a, club another subsequent buying call a big name player. The market showed that, that they, could be they will the still pay that but the market responded. They completely right? responded, in my yep. opinion. They, they did. They yeah, did. So but that that will be interesting. I'd be interested to see where you know Coutinho winds up easily over Newcastle and things like this, and like Hamas and all these guys are being linked away. I think it could go above four thousand. Yeah, they actually if their projects we'll see where the prices shake out this summer. Evan, I think that we have talked about contractual things in this podcast, and I think that we should just save the transfer that I have here for the next one. How do you feel about that? All of that, sure. they're not worth like yeah. $50 billion right. well, valuation. But they're opportunities. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, well, that's we're we're going to exactly, be coming straight back at you next week. We may even drop really two a week in all of, uh, next week because this, like, uh, I also had you know, all these conservative the idea of actually just making an 11 players in the top five leagues who have the highest XG. Like, they're fucking pissed. I go through all this stats like which has contributed the highest expected goals value. Out of all of them. And, and the reason why is because like those ones, I'm, the, I'm interested in looking at the, the reason why those are conservative. I wonder which goalkeeper is the highest. They look at recurring cash flow and they get it. It must be like a. 
much like deeper than one, that. You know? It must be like a goalkeeper went up for a corner once and one the, the like a header company, like Tesla, or something like that. that. It must be something. Because the destructive so, uh, technology is what is. Yeah, thanks like, for joining me, Evan. They're I look literally forward to uh, recording the next spot with you. Industry. Yeah. Tesla does something. Sure. That, you know, they, one of their new cars that they, they implemented. And as always, guys, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to check out watermedia.com. They're taking notes. They're going and trying to implement the same thing. Everybody's following Tesla in the market, even though they're not the biggest player and they don't have even close to the most sales. That's why I think Tesla's like an amazing buy. Yeah. Despite, you know, the fact that their cash flow is horrendous given like you know, you want to talk about PE ratio? Tesla's is out yeah, there. Their you know, it's like on a whack. different planet. You know, you can't even look at a PE ratio for a company like Tesla. So uh just kind of shifting gears, but like if you want to talk about uh hospitality and entertainment, something that's been hit hard with the coronavirus. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm about it. Um like just in terms of like sports and everything and the ripple effect that has on everything in terms of everybody flipping out and the market flipping out. Wait, sure. don't and mention sports. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with sports. It kind of okay. does, but it doesn't. Anyways, I want to talk about a particular stock yes. related to hospitality Is it? and um, entertainment, MGM. Yes, that's a, that's the one I... We have Wait, to, I told you yeah. to look at that we one. Talked yeah. To, yeah, you told me a couple of MGM days ago. like the Las Vegas one? Yeah. Yeah, I want to buy MGM as well. It's at 15 now. What's the uh, capitalization? Uh, let me pull out the old... I, that's what I look at. Let me pull out the old app it's, here. It's at 1544, market cap of $7.6 billion. Um, Just, how long ago? Just three months ago, this was a $35 stock. So it's... Damn. Yeah, that's... Uh, what is that? That sums up where we're it's at. Old, what is that, like... Sixty percent down or more. Something like that. Around yeah. something it's, big, but I I want to cough some MGM. As you were saying, what were you? It's it's down almost like fifty five percent. Yeah. What were you saying about MGM? Um, You're interested in adding? Yeah. Yeah. Very interested. Um. Fuck. I'm just looking. I'm looking at like their ten years. Like if you want, just some like. Like ten years ago, they were almost like they're they've made they're up on ten years, but like if you look at like five years, they're down. Like that's crazy. How mm-hmm. hit? How hard they've been hit from all this? Yeah, what were course. they at five years well, ago? Five years ago, they were at like they were they were low like they, and then what what amount? Okay, around right, like twenty two. Exactly five years ago, they were at twenty two. Then they shot up to about th- thirty seven high thirties, and that was in that was two years ago, mm-hmm. and then like most recently, like two months ago, they were trading at mid thirties. I'm gonna add some MGM, but I think that. Like these companies, you're gonna have to be prepared long term to hold them yeah. and yeah, hold them at definitely. hold them at losses because these companies, like think about it right now, are getting no business. Like they're receiving nothing right now. You mean because of like the virus? Zero. Yeah, yeah. Like is their their earnings are gonna be almost non-existent. Like, like in comparison to like what? Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, it's gonna be really like it's bad. Gonna, we're gonna get hit hard here. Like it's oh man, like I'm not like Max, you and I both it. work in restaurants. Like, like so, what? I guess I could I could wake up tomorrow and find out like that we're closing for an extended period yeah, of time. Yeah, you very well might. I think that might happen. I I, I I'm honestly I had put money on it happening. Yeah. If I was a betting man, which I, I am. I that. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and we're we're gonna have to. Like we're gonna be doing a shitload of podcasts if that comes up. <laughs> if yeah. we're we're off work, we're it's off. Be, uh, like coaching for me got fucking canceled until whenever. So like, it's gonna be like transported back like two summers to us. Well, we didn't do podcasts back then, but just you know doing podcasts and playing footy. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be live. 
Well, for us, you know, obviously not for the economy. Jawadi, don't speak when you're like three feet away from the mic. Taking a piss. Not three feet. (laughs) (laughs) Taking a piss. (laughs) Alright, that's going to wrap us up on this coronavirus stock talk, but we're going to keep you guys posted. We should. Never mind, I'll talk about it after. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep you guys posted, and we're gonna be recording a lot more, like a ton more episodes over the coming weeks because we're gonna start to have some time opening up with this virus. Yeah, school's canceled yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So stay safe out there, guys. Um, make sure that you wash your hands and smash the like button. <laughs> and check us out on whatever platform you know. Also check out what on earth. Yeah. Um, Oh, man, what was I going to say? Yeah. We're, I want to do more Stock Talk episodes because this shit is going to be changing, like, like drastically on a weekly basis. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening, guys. See ya.